This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. and junkies welcome to this weekend's episode of your home for everything current and sometimes classic national wrestling alliance wrestling national wrestling alliance wrestling wrestling and the national wrestling alliance because where else would you find in the national wrestling alliance for wrestling yep the nwa saturday special where we talk wrestling in the nwa because the W stands for wrestling. I have no idea where I'm going with this. Let me bring in the doc, Dr. G. What are you talking about? I don't know. I went, I went off on some. I have no idea. Because I, I said you're home for NW National Wrestling Alliance Wrestling. And I repeated myself. So I figured I'd go down some crazy rap hole. But anyway, yeah, you, doctor. You, you're not even drinking. That's, that's, that's the scary part. I am not drinking. I wish I was. Did you notice, doctor? And I hope everybody else noticed. Uh, last week's episode. Uh, if you looked at the title of the pod on uh, place to be.pobby.com, of course, you are on the PTB Wrestling Network. Uh, whether you found this on Twitter or um, Podbean or Spotify or, or uh, Apple or whatever. I finally decided to start numbering the episodes because Dr. G wants to start doing anniversary shows. Well, I have to figure out what fucking number the fucking show is. So, welcome to the 120th episode, 120 of the NWA Saturday Special. And that goes back to when the show was just, uh, NW, when we just called it uh, Power Recap. Um, of course, we changed the title two years ago um, when the pandemic started because we weren't doing Power Recaps anymore, or at the, for the moment. So, I decided to start numbering them. So, this is the unofficially but i'm pretty sure it's official 120th episode of the nwa saturday special yay so 30 episodes so 30 episodes to 150 wow well five episodes to 125 so there you go um doctor well, at uh, least math tonight that's a good thing what's that we your math tonight you're doing good i did yes i did that's do good with math even though i'm babbling about other stuff uh anyway uh, we had a very important episode of Power uh, this past uh, Tuesday night on uh, Fight TV because we had the Race to the Chase tournament kickoff. Of course, that was the big announcement uh, last week. Our president, WPC, William Patrick Corgan, announced that there would be a Race for the Chase to the Chase tournament to decide who will face Trevor Murdoch on August, I'm assuming August 28th, the Sunday. At NWA 74 for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Four matches, well, three matches, and then a bye, an automatic bye, which, again, is a little strange, but 
I just want to make sure booking makes sense because this was one of the better powers, Doctor, in terms of uh, wrestling quality, but the decisions were a little shaky. Um, also, a couple of big announcements. Let's talk about this for a minute, Doctor. A couple of big announcements that came out during the end because they are doing some type of a uh, a uh, fan fest. Um, yeah, it sounds pretty cool and very affordable. Yeah, some type of fan fest thing uh, that's going on. Uh, and uh, it looks like they got a couple of guests, both of them. Uh, very exciting for our man, Sean, Sean Kidd. Of course, he and, uh, of course, that, you know, and uh, uh, Sean, Sean Kidd and uh, the uh, Schiff, Scott Schiffler, are going, of course, to the uh, Ric Flair's last match. But he, I, I think we would have legitimately gone to the. Uh, I think we would have gone to the. Uh, the fest. Let's take a look at uh, the scoop here. Um, so there's Fan Fest Day One, which is Saturday, then Night One of the pay per view, then Fan Fest Two, starting at two o'clock. Those both start at two o'clock, and then there's a Fan Fest Two Day Pass. And then there's uh, night two of the pay-per-view. So at the moment, Doctor, there is not a two-day ticket combo for both nights of NWA 74. There is, though, a two-day pass for the Fan Fest. So just I'm going to click on the fan the first Fan Fest for a minute and see what how much it is. You said it was affordable. I don't know if you have it in front of you. Uh, let's see. I was seeing it the other day. I think it was like. $20 for a day pass and $30 for like a combo pass or something like that. I yes. Forget. Day one, the two individual days are 20 bucks. The combo for fan fest is 30. So how about that? That's actually pretty fucking great. The two day NWA fan fest, the two day ticket is $30. I'd have done it. Oh, yeah. Would you have done it? No doubt. And, of course, two of the uh, announcements that have been made, uh, who will be there, uh, the first one is former manager of Tully Blanchard, former manager of Duff DeRoth, former uh, Jezebel of Ric Flair. Baby doll, yeah, my baby doll, yeah. Uh, baby doll will be at uh, Fan Fest. Pretty excited about that, Doctor. Um, yeah, but I, like I said, I wish it was uh, more local. I would have loved to have gone because uh, I mean, you know, I like that. You know, you keep things affordable, um, mm -hmm. and it's just a different option. NWA is just a different option to it for the big companies. You know, uh, we're not saying it's better or anything like that. It's just another option, another. Um, avenue to give a little bit of something for all wrestling fans you know not everything is uh you know for, for um you know the the younger generation you know there's you know our generation of wrestling fans that that love a little bit of the old school mixed in with you know the newer guys and there's not you know and i think that's what i think it's what we've we've really enjoyed about the nwa the studio mm -hmm. and 
you know, even some of the booking. I mean, yeah, you know, I always get on Billy about the fatal four ways and all that, but I understand why he's doing it. You know, he doesn't have the money the other companies do. You have to try to get all these guys on the on the uh, show. Right. You got to do. So I I, I understand that from that. But, you know, I, I just like the fact that, you know, you could have a fan fest that's affordable for everybody and it gives a chance to to those people that are in St. Louis that you know what I you know I remember the NWA I remember the the chase you know that may have stepped away from wrestling for a while and may want to for twenty bucks come in and take a peek and see what's going on. Exactly, and then the other big announcement that has come out is uh, the other guest that was just announced. I think it was today. Uh, and this one certainly uh, got uh, Sean Kidd all uh, flummoxed. The Hands of Stone, rugged Ronnie Garvin will be there. That's right in Sean Kidd's wheelhouse right there. Um, that sure is. So Ronnie Garvin will be at NWA 74. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I think this is going to be great. And I think the better part about it too, Doctor, is that I think they'll be on the show itself. You know? Um if you're going to do two days, you got to treat it like WCW did with Slamboree, except not have them wrestle. So, as for the show itself, uh, well, there is Ronnie. There, wait, 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 you know, you might, we are getting confused. Ronnie Garvin's at Starcast. Oh, it's, it's I at, thought he was at NWA. Oh, no, I almost got fooled by, but I, I do. I thought I remember seeing the Starcast logo and. I said, let me let me check that out before we uh, <laughs> we say that he's going to be at. Oh, it would be kind of cool though if he was at uh, NWA seventy four too. But I, I have a feeling you're going to see more guests announced. It's it's still early, um, which leads me to believe when we get into the show, a couple things that I want to say in terms of, you know, believe it or not, well, I can't believe I'm saying, but it's still kind of early and really even. I mean, you do set, need to start setting some of the card, but. Mm. You know, you still have some opportunity, but we'll get into that when we get into the show. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, sincerely apologize for that. But you never know. Maybe they will get, uh, maybe they will get uh, uh, Ronnie Garvin for NWA 74. Why not? Um, Anyway, I think they're going to, I think they are going to have, I think they will have guys at the Fan Fest. Obviously, you're not going to have nobody there. So Um, the tickets for, the show itself, the pay-per-view itself, uh, for both nights, night one and night two, range between 35 and 90 bucks, depending where you're sitting. Nice. Per night. So you could conceivably have both nights for 60 bucks if you're sitting, you know. Uh, and if you remember the chase, there's no, you know, there's no bleachers or anything. It's all on a, in a you know, a ballroom. The Kasarin Ballroom, Corossin Ballroom at Chase Park Plaza, Royal Sinesta in St. Louis, Mo. So at the moment, there's no combo, but uh, uh, but it's between 35 and 90 bucks for both uh, each night. And the Fan Fest is uh, 30 bucks for both nights or 20 per night. So, I mean, yes, you'll probably mostly meet the current roster, but I, you know what? 74, they should try to get some people. Hell, why not get Ronnie Garvin? What else is he doing? You know? <laughs> well, fucking Ronnie, what's he, uh, what's he living it? What's he hanging? 
like what's he doing sitting in Sean Kidd's hot tub right now? <laughs> I'm sure he I'm sure I'm sure uh, Sean Kidd would like Ronnie Garvin in the hot tub. No. Oh my god. <laughs> hey Ronnie, hands of stone. No, I'm just kidding. Um but uh but anyway. Um so prices are pretty good right now for both the Fan Fest that weekend in St. Louis and uh, each night of uh, NWA 74, <laughs> but they have not done a ticket combo yet for both days. Just I one. You need to I think I need to actually drink. I think that would make me. I'm kind of like Dr. Johnny Fever. I'm a lot more uh, focused and steady when I'm shit faced than when I'm sober. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like that episode of KRP where his reflexes were getting better while while Venus fucking passed out and fell out of the chair. That's pretty much me. So anyway, who cares? Um, all right. So there you go. NWA 74. Last, of course, join us here. At the PTB Wrestling Network for all of your coverage of NWA 74. Of course, you and I, Doctor, will have a uh, preview special uh, right here on the Saturday special. Then join us both Saturday night and Sunday night for a pair of exemplary PTB and Twitch feeds of alternate commentary with myself, the Doctor. Hopefully, Sean Sean Kidd and uh, the Kettle Man, Callum McDougal, and perhaps uh, other luminaries may join us. Wouldn't hurt. We'll, of course, have Twitch feeds both nights, Friday, and, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And then, of course, Monday morning, the 29th, 9 a.m., uh, the doctor and I will have your uh, reaction special to this show. So as we do every weekend of an NWA pay-per-view, wall-to-wall coverage here on the PTB Wrestling Network. So we'll have the PTB, uh, the Saturday special that weekend will be the preview. Then we'll have two nights of PTBN Twitch feeds of alternate commentary. And then, of course, Monday morning, the 29th, the doctor and I will give you the uh, our reaction special. So looking forward to that end of August. And then we will, after that, we'll likely be uh, Hot Times 3, 3, uh, which will be uh, probably in December. But you never know. Who knows what will be going on after that. All right. Uh, this past Saturday's episode of NWA USA was, you know, a typical episode. Uh, um, Jack Stane defended the national and, and successfully defended his national title. So nothing, nothing too crazy. But let's jump into uh, this past week's episode of Power. Uh, again, it was a big episode because this was the episode that started the, uh, race to the chase tournament. Now it looks like what it is. Uh, originally there was supposed to be four qualifying matches and the winners of those four matches will wrestle in a fatal four way to determine who will face Trevor Murdoch for the world's heavyweight championship at NWA 74, most likely on the Sunday night which would be uh, the 28th. So the first match, we'll take, let's go there. Let's go to uh, Nashville. It is uh, uh, Joe Galley, Velvet Sky, and Austin Idol, because, of course, Tim Storm is wrestling tonight. Yeah. So we'll get more into that. You were saying, Doctor? No, you know, I was, I, I mean, I knew that he met, announced it last week, but I was kind of shocked how, like, everything kind of happened on one show. <laughs> like, it was I know. Like, Boom, right into, you know, like, um, but yeah, we'll get more into it. Like I said, I got some more to say. Uh, so, yes, we do. So the first match pitted, I don't know if they're still or former, strictly business members, Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis. They went head to head for slot one. Uh, great opener. I am enjoying watching. I, I'm kind of enjoying this uh, heel to tweener to possible babyface run for uh, Tom Latimer. I feel like he's wrestling better. He seems more focused. His, you know, his chain sections of a match have been a lot more uh, fluid 
Uh, I have very much enjoyed uh, uh, Tom Latimer in the ring over the past several months since he's kind of become more of a tweener and not as much of a heel. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I I, I actually think because I have to be honest with you, I, I think that that in the end, Nick Aldis is going to be the heel. Um, he's better anyway that way. And maybe Latimer might actually I could see down the road Latimer and, and as the as the face and and all this is the the heel, you know, uh, probably when I think Nick Aldis would again eventually be NWA world champion and then them having a battle, you know, maybe like sometime next year. Mm. Again, yeah, I think that's my prediction, but I think so, too. I, I, I definitely agree. And we'll talk about it later in the show that Aldis is just a better heel that that I don't think there's any doubt about. Um, Tom Latimer got the win, by the way. He did get the win. Uh, so he moves on. The next out comes uh, Mike Knox, who interviews, who's interviewed by Kyle Davis. Mike Knox was supposed to be in a qualifying match. He apparently got a bye out of the blue. Very strange. So Mike Knox was already moving on to the Fatal 4-Way tournament final. So it is Mike Knox and Tom Latimer so far that are that have gotten slots in the match. And, uh, you know, Mike Knox ran down uh, uh, Bully Ray. And I feel like a Mike Knox Bully Ray match might be in the offing at NWA 74. It feels like it's being set up that way. Um, Mike Knox isn't a bad worker. But uh, do you think, like, uh, they're going to – see, here's the thing. This is where I ha- I'm having a problem with – this is my one of my problems with NWA creative and – and if they're listening, you know I love you, but we are objective here, so you have to cut us. Some, you have to give us the the wind, the room to move. I feel like they're not taking the next step with the storyline of say Billy, because Billy has said more more than once, Doctor, in interviews that people in the back are giving me grief, and now randomly Mike Knox is the only guy that gets a buy. Their other guys have to wrestle each other. So why can't the baby faces start challenging Billy and saying, what the hell are you doing? What did you promise this family? You shouldn't have promised them anything. Matt Cardona had to forfeit but, the title. Tough shit. Move on. Why I are think, you making promises with them? You know what I mean? I think, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see this play out over the next, up until the pay-per-view. There's going to be something that happens because I mean, now that we're kind of talking about the matches, I just felt like all of a sudden, like this, this qualifying stuff happened so fast you still got what? How many weeks? Like, uh, it's almost seven weeks. Yeah, you got a lot of weeks here to to build up. I'm like, I mean, not to say you can't have an advertised match early for the for the heavyweight championship because you want to build the the audience, but but there's going to be a there's still a lot of stuff that could happen between now and then. I mean, obviously they taped a lot of the stuff or most of it. Um, so there's, there's it seems like to me that. This happened way too fast. I thought they, you know, I thought they were going to do some matches over the next few weeks. Um, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I dislike it or dislike it. I just I, I feel like there's more to this whole story that's going to happen. You know, especially with the Cardona family, because um, I don't know when Cardona is expected to be back. I think it's still too soon at the end of August. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I just, I'm just perplexed that people are letting this shit happen and no one's getting in Billy's face. Like it's, you know, everyone's well, talking. It could happen uh, in next week's power, um, and 
And the thing is, is like, uh, I mean, Knox actually was pretty entertaining. I have to say he was very good. He was very good, actually. Um, but it's definitely, a, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just, it's definitely interesting uh, to see how this is going to unfold and see if people, somebody calls out, maybe it's Pope, maybe Pope calls out. Um, uh, Cardona uh, calls out Billy. Yeah, I can see that. We'll explain why we mentioned the Pope in a few moments. Uh, next up, uh, Mae Valentine is with Carrie Morton, who, of course, accepts, I guess, to a certain extent, homicides uh, challenge or homicides. Um, I don't know, call it charity or gift, I, could, I, I suppose. He says that if he is still the junior heavyweight champion at NWA 74, Carrie Morton is getting the title shot. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to start seeing some uh, some issues with. Uh, the uh, Hawks family coming out of this. Don't you agree? I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I think they're starting to feel disrespected. And now, and now, uh, you know, now, uh, you know, Ricky Morton's kids getting gift title shots, you know, I, I, very I interesting. Uh, that that's going to come. Uh, I mean, I think the Hawks family being heels would actually be pretty good. We thought it'd be, it'd be father and son turning on each other, but I think, I think that the, the, both of them are going to turn heel. I think it'd be very entertaining. And I think uh, it would add a little juice to that uh, junior heavyweight division. So anyway, and Kerry Morton's uh, promo skills are not his dad's. So let's just put it that way. Well, um, that great either. I mean, he, he got better over time. Actually, I think he's probably better now than he was when, when he was actually, uh, you know, full-time wrestler, but, um, but yeah, Kerry Kerry has some ways to go in, in that aspect. He's he a good, a good um, uh, you know, he's a, he's a decent wrestler. I mean, I, his father did a great job. You know, definitely has uh, the skills. Right. Um, yes, he does. Uh, but the promos the promos need a little need to continue growing. Uh, our next uh, match is our next qualifying match. Uh, it is the Pope. Taking on Brian Myers, the artist formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, one of the Cardona associates. Great match, good back and forth. And then once again, and, and you and I literally watching it, we're going, I think this is the time where uh, the Pope wins this and beats Murdoch uh, at NWA 74. And the Pope finally becomes world's heavyweight champion. And he lost again. Brian Myers did the old school honky tonk man roll up while having his hand on the second rope. And Brian Myers escapes with the win, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever, at least at the moment. But I believe, Dr. G, that we will continue the Billy is letting the Cardonas call the shots in this place and do whatever the hell they want. How the referee did not see clearly that Brian Myers was holding the second rope on the roll up. Um, so now you've got a pissed off roster that Mike Knox didn't have to wrestle a qualifying match. You have a pissed off Pope. That Brian Myers, who doesn't even deserve to be in this tournament, gets a shot and cheats to win uh, without any repercussions. Uh, so maybe, Dr. G, there is something to our theory that maybe people are going to start getting in Billy's face going, who runs this company? You or Matt Cardona? Which would be a pretty good uh, angle for the story. Yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's They're definitely keeping... Um, Cardona's name out there like yes so he's definitely yep. coming back 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. There's no doubt he's coming back. Uh, of course, he's recouping from the torn bicep. Uh, they said, what, six months, which at the time of the injury would have made it like October. But I have a feeling he may come back a little before that. But we'll see. He could come back just in time uh, for a build towards the December pay-per-view, which would be, ah, Tams, three, if that's the case. But we'll see. So big upset. Brian Myers beats the Pope via nefarious means as he rolled him up and then held it, he held on to the second rope. And so it'll be Brian Myers joins Tom Latimer and Mike Knox in the final. So two of the Cardona family members, uh, if you count Brian Myers, are in the final so far with Tom Latimer. So that's uh, interesting. Next up, we have uh, we, we deviate from the tournament. Before that, though, doctor. Where, you know, if you can't wrestle. Uh, Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and NWA 74, but you want to possess Sweet Charlotte. Where can one get a copy of Sweet Charlotte, sir? Well, you know, you go on to the World Wide Web. The web, the one that Al Gore invented, the web, the web, the Yep. And you go to, and you type in, you know, not with just one finger, you know, come on. Fanduel.com. Mm -hmm. Got to hit the old backslash. Mm -hmm. NWA. Yep. As a matter of fact, Doctor, why don't we deviate for a moment? I'm going to go there right now. Live. Live. www.fandubelts.com. Backslash. NWA. And let's see. Why? Look at that. Uh, How about you could that? do a you could do a layaway plan for the for the belt if you'd like. You can get, of course, the original ten pounds of gold that has the New Zealand plate or the Australia plate on it. That's the one I have. Or you can get the updated twenty twenty one version that has the United Kingdom plate. Uh, those belts cost. $529. But there is a layaway payment plan for the uh, for the belts. So there you go. Nice. Uh, let's, I mean, Fandu Belts just doesn't just have NWA, of course. Fandu Belts has a ton of stuff. They have layaway payment plans for everything. Uh, you can get a copy of the Andre. That, remember that, that fake Andre belt that they made in 1987? <laughs> you can get one of those. You can get the big gold belt with uh, with the uh, it's like the original one from 86 with like the, the silver behind it and the flare uh, plate with the uh, red leather. It's pretty cool. They have white leather. Um, look at this. You can get yourself a Bob Backlund WWWF heavyweight title belt, doctor. They have silver. They have. Uh, silver with gold on a purple belt. They have a blue belt. Pretty amazing. Uh, let's see what else. Do they, they have, have the that Hogan one, that green one? <laughs> uh, I'm going to look now. They do have, uh, you can get the uh, old school WWF tag team belts. I, I love those, actually. Uh, let's see. They have, you can get straps. They have a ton of straps. You can get nameplates. 
Um, I'm going to get your nameplate, $42. I'll get you one that says Dr. G. Uh, that's it for that, though. That's all they have. They just have those belts. But anyway, if you want to get the uh, the uh, World's Heavyweight Championship, go to fandubelts.com backslash NWA. Uh, next up, we had a uh, – I guess you can call this, even though they really weren't saying it, it kind of was a women's number one contender match. Uh, possibly to face uh, Camille, it is uh, Kylan King and Allison Kay, who, of course, is a former NWA World Women's Champion. Uh, Kylan King, of course, gave Camille all she could handle at Always Ready. And this was a fun match. I got to say, Dr. G, with every match, I'm starting to like Kylan King more and more. Uh, she's actually, she's pretty solid. She's pretty solid in the ring. I didn't think much of her until I saw her at Always Ready when she pretty much went move for move with Camille and the, the back and forth the last like five or six minutes of that match was actually pretty damn great. And Kylan King gets the victory. So she's moving herself back up to yes. a possible rematch uh, with Camille. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be the uh, the feud. Uh, you know, we thought it was going to be Markova for a while, but I think Kylan King is is the, is going to be her her toughest opponent. I agree. I'm going to predict that Camille is the main event Saturday night, and Murdoch is the main event Sunday night. That's my prediction. I think Camille ends the show Saturday night, and I think the Murdoch World Title match ends the show on Sunday night. Was my prediction. So we'll see. Uh. And then our main event, Nick Aldis, the national treasure, taking on the guy who he had a rivalry with, Doctor, that kind of ushered in, for lack of a better term, the new era of the NWA, the Lightning One era, as they call it. Of course, that's since Billy bought it. Nick Aldis and Tim Storm. Tim Storm, I don't think, has wrestled a match since... Did he wrestle at the Crockett Cup? No. I don't think he's wrestled since When Our Shadows Fall. No. Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest. No, that was last year. That was last year. Uh, it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? Did he wrestle at Hard Times 2? Oh, I remember him wrestling with, um, what's his name? Um, Not Sal. I, yeah, with Sal Renaro, yeah. Was it? Yeah, you might be right. Anyway, it's been a while. Still in good shape. But, of course, as you know, Tim Storm, former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, lost the title to Nick Aldis. And then they had a nice little series. As a matter of fact, the first ever episode of Power in the fall of 19, uh, Aldis and, and Tim Storm in Tim Storm's last shot at the World's Heavyweight Championship. And if he lost, he would never be able to challenge for it again. Well, he did lose. But Trevor Murdoch petitioned to Mr. Corgan. And the ban was lifted, so Billy did a babyface thing there. So Tim Storm got a shot. Now, this match was a lot of fun. Uh, not the chem... I mean, these two have great chemistry anyway, but uh, this one... Um, uh, this one... Obviously a notch below the matches they had in 19 and even in 2018. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, remember they wrestled at... Uh, not Into the Fire... I think the first hot times because uh, Aldis and uh, James Storm, Cowboy, 
uh, sorry about your damn look. Uh, they wrestled it into the fire. Um, but you know what I enjoyed about this match, Doctor? And I think I didn't, obviously, uh, I don't know if, uh, Sean, Sean Kidd watched it, but I know he was probably very excited to see a little, little bit of the old Nick Aldis, a little, Little, uh, little hinges of healness. He was, yes. he kept slapping Tim Storm in the face and he was baiting him on. And I was kind of enjoying seeing the old. It's like uh, when Vince says to, I want the old Stone Cold. I kind of like seeing the old Nick Aldis, the treasure. Yeah, I Enjoyed it. I definitely, I, I think he's much better as a heel. It, it's kind of like how Flair was never comfortable being a face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he he even he said it on his podcast. You know, he just was never he he, he wrestled. He, he liked being heel. It was just it was natural for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. And all oh, this is the same way. The climax is very weird, though. Maybe it's just to protect him, Storm. But for some odd reason, so they they give each other their finishers and they kick out. Well, both put both get on the ropes. So. They do an Irish uh, 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 sequence, and Tim Storm bumps into the ref, and the ref falls out of the ring. Storm and Aldis do like a dipsy do in the ring, and then as the referee standing, it's kind of like uh, the the finish to Stark Eight Eighty Five with the referee kind of Tommy Young just getting up at the last minute. And for some odd reason, Tim Storm kicks Aldis in the nuts, which I, I didn't get that. The referee saw it, rang the bell, disqualified Tim Storm, and Nick Aldis was uh, fills the final slot That's in the fatal four way. There, that's that was fucking weird. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why Tim Storm had the need to kick him in the balls, but I, I, I don't know. Do not know. Well, here's here's my whole point in all this is that I think there's a lot more to this, even though there was a tournament and and all this stuff. There's more to this. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more coming out of this. I, I, that's just my. Opinion and you let you know Storm didn't really technically lose like being pinned lose, so he's going to play some somehow in this. I think, right? Uh, but I really yeah. don't know where they're going with any of it. I mean, obviously you could see all this versus Murdoch being, you know, the match. But I expect Pope to lose. Excuse me, I didn't expect Pope to lose at all. So. <laughs> I know. Go figure. Yeah, so, but you know what? They keep you thinking. You know, we kind of think we have it figured out, and and usually a lot of times we're wrong. <laughs> so, you know, they, they do kind of, you know, they don't, they're they not predictable. I mean, you know, I guess occasional certain things are, but it, they're not that predictable. Billy's not, you know, so it's it does keep you thinking. It keeps us, Correct. you know, okay, what are they going to do here? How many times did we think that they were going to do stuff, and it never wound up even happening? So, right. Which uh, which we don't really get much in wrestling these days. So let's enjoy it, I guess. I mean, yeah, we may question some of the decisions, but at least it does keep us thinking and kind of trying to guess what they're going to do next. And like I said, most of the time we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's the... Uh... That is the uh, uh, episode of Power. So the the Fatal 4-Way, the final, 
is Mike Knox, Tom Latimer, Brian Myers, and Nick Aldis. Four guys that kind of make no sense. <laughs> um, why do I get the feeling that now that I'm looking at this four-way, and we'll talk more about this. We'll see how this match, I don't know if this match is going to be next week or whatever, because I agree with you. It seems like they're, like, rushing stuff. Um, why do I get the feeling that Tom Latimer is going to win this match because Brian Myers and Mike Knox are going to just go at Aldis via orders from Matt Cardona and somehow Tom Latimer escapes with the victory. Hey, listen, uh, let's see. That's your prediction. I, I think Aldis is going to win, but you're, you're going with Latimer. Let's see what happens. Let's see who who's right. And we'll probably both be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Brian Myers will probably win and then they'll just dance. Uh, I, but that's my, I, I'm getting a feeling just looking at the form guys and, and I'm going to think about it over the week. Cause I don't know if this, if this match is actually going to happen next week on Pow Weirder, uh, which I wouldn't mind because if they're going to set the match up, you might as well have the main event set so you can start building the undercard. One uh, interview that I missed. Uh, let me check my, uh, my good friend, Josh Lopez couldn't help me this week. So I don't have my usual notes, but, uh, there was a funny, um, interview between um uh between uh uh tyrus the world television champion uh, black g's and jordan clearwater and uh it was kind of a strange interview uh um tyrus was acting kind of like giddy baby face-ish to uh to may valentine while Black G's and Jordan Clearwater were kind of taking over the interview themselves, uh, Tyrus did cut a promo on Odinson because, of course, Odinson, after last week, is your number one contender for the world television title. So he did cut a promo on Odinson. But you you had made a point, Doctor, that you're thinking that maybe uh, the church's money and Jordan Clearwater and who knows, maybe even Austin are thinking that Tyrus is not focused. He's more focused on being on Fox and having his book and you know, bring, carrying the, 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 the TV title around like a trophy. Uh, I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, that's what I first thought. And then, then he kind of was more heelish at the end, but it seemed like Black G's had to kind of refocus him. So, um, wow. I mean, again, uh, probably anything I predict here will probably be wrong, but uh, I could see Tyrus actually becoming a face, believe it or not. But maybe maybe he can get uh maybe like uh he can get some funkadelics uh, or funk I could be looking funkadactyls in the back you know I could be <laughs> looking more into this than 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 it really is too you know yeah but it still was pretty cool though it was pretty cool though um weird how I've noticed Austin Idol has not been in a lot of these vignettes it's uh, like you know involving his company Austin Idol Entertainment or Austin Idol Management whatever it is I always forget Idol Talent Management whatever the hell it is um. He's either on commentary or he's helping Scion, which is a total waste of time, of course. Uh, while the rest of them, well, Black G seems to become the face of the rest of this crew. So I don't know, maybe maybe there is something to that. But again, something to think about. So, uh, yeah, I, it's it's definitely like I said, we could sit here and we could predict all we want. And, and like I said, probably 80 percent of the time we're wrong. So. Um, right. which I'm not upset about it. It's like, hey, keep me, keep it going. Like, make us think, make us try to figure out what's going on, and 
uh, a lot of times the booking goes in different directions than we think, uh, you know, again, it's just our, our, what we used to seeing in wrestling. We think that they're redoing, you know, a storyline from years ago. Cause that's basically what wrestling does. And they kind of trick you, mm-hmm. uh, which again, I thought that the Hawks, you know, the Hawks is, you know, we're going to go at each other. Now it looks like both of them might turn heel, you know, like it, you just never know that the, 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 the right going to take which which is like i said kind of fun again we're trying to kind of guess what's going to happen and and at times i don't mind being wrong because sometimes it winds up being better than what i thought it was going to be where we are getting a little uh i mean we're trying to kind of crack this nut and uh but i think we probably are Jumping the gun a little bit. Again, we're seven weeks away, but they do need to start building stuff. So I have a feeling next this coming Tuesday on Power, we're going to get the for the four way. I think they want to set this match up. I don't match out this far. Don't get me wrong, but um, I could still see some twists and turns. But yeah, you know, I, again, I could be wrong too. So <laughs> I know. I just I wish that I wish that uh, sometimes Billy would layer layer the the storytelling a little bit and kind of go that next step. Why is why is the Cardona family getting all of these perks and everything? What is going on? What were these quote promises that Billy gave them that night in the ring at Always Ready? Uh, you know, it, it remains to be well, seen. Well, that's gonna that, that's gonna come to a head. I yeah. could I could see Billy turning heel. Imagine that'd be you great. Know, you don't you don't want to redo the Mister McMahon thing because I think it get that just gets done. But but we haven't really had like a, a an evil owner type of thing. In a while, you know, now, you know, Mr. McMahon comes out every so often, but it's not like what you what it used to be. And, you know, Tony Khan doesn't really get involved. And, um, you know, they did a little bit of some kind of stuff in TNA at one time. But I, I think I think now you could kind of have it, you know, to a small mm-hmm. scale. So, listen, there's so, so many things you could do here. Um but I could see him kind of aligning himself with the Cardona family and then making whoever the champion, if it's a face champion's life, hell. Mm. True, too. Uh, or we could have new commissioners of the NWA, the co-hosts of the Saturday special, the doctor and the podfather. They walk out. You and I walk out. We're the new co-owners of the NWA. What do you think? Yeah, no? I'll, do it. I'll do it. Why not? You know, pretty interesting. We'll super kick the social media department because that's where Snotty Pants and the other guy are. Anyway, <laughs> they don't have a pot anymore because who cares? Um, that's it. There's your episode of Power for this past Tuesday. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I have a feeling we will see the Fatal 4-Way match this coming Tuesday. One thing I did notice before we go, Doctor, is uh, um, they are not doing any power tapings in St. Louis. I think they learned their lesson. I think they watched those powers last fall and realized, good God, this shit is dull. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, well, it may, and it may be cheaper. It seems like they're, those studios are national. So it may, they may have a contract and it may be just cheaper just to fly everybody. And Have we lost the GPB studios? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, we don't know. So, yeah, it was announced also tonight that 
they're going to do power and NWA USA tapings the next three days after the pay-per-view, Monday the 29th, uh, Tuesday the 30th, and Wednesday the 31st of August in Nashville. So they're going to do a red-eye from St. Louis Sunday night to Nashville Monday to do tapings. That's that's kind of sh- – that's batshit. Uh, anyway. Don't they usually just do two days? So they're probably doing three days because they're probably doing a half day when they get on in. On Monday? Yeah, you're probably right. They may, you know, what they may end up doing, Doctor. They may just end up shooting the one episode of Power for the next day, for that Tuesday, on Monday, and then they'll just do the rest the next couple days. That's possible, you know. I just don't want another throwaway. I just don't want another throwaway episode of Power because last year, the Power after NWA seventy three was a total throwaway show, and that sucked. You got to strike with the iron's hot, Billy. You can't well, throw away shows after your biggest pay per views. I'm thinking some storylines have to come to a head at 74. So hopefully they'll, you know, kind of, you know, set the next set of storylines from what happens at NWA 74. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is your show. Thank you for joining us. Oh, actually, one more thing. Uh, this is not uh, sports related, uh, this is not wrestling related, but. Uh, I watched a, and I'm saying this as an objective baseball fan, not a Met fan, but uh, it looks like uh, this new seven-part series on ESPN that's uh, debuting this coming Monday called The Captain looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's a seven-part series on Derek Jeter, the captain uh, of the yeah, uh, um, it, it, I think uh, ESPN is... Uh really going full bore with this. And I think they expect it to have really, really high ratings because you're seeing a Derek Jeter that you've never seen before. And this is the same guy, executive producer who did the last dance, which was that awesome, a uh, 10 part series they did on, uh, on Michael Jordan and now, the Bulls. Quite as well as Jordan, but uh, you know, you never know. Mm. Just because that was 10 parts, just because Jeter really was never a big, you know, he would give the press the one word answers, all that, you know, just to kind of keep, you know, he never wanted to get himself. He didn't want to put himself above the team. So he kept quiet, which which frustrated uh, reporters, obviously frustrated the one that didn't vote for him. So, um, yep. you know, for the Hall of Fame. So anyway, I, I think it's going to be <clears throat> interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, just seeing a little bit of the preview show that it looks like there'll be some interesting stuff uh, that he'll, be, you know, be very open about. And, um, you know, you see a side that you didn't never saw before. So uh, I think uh, and I think I think even though, you know, there are a lot of people who hate the Yankees out there, which, you know, you know, because you're a Cowboys fan, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I think most people did respect him. And so I think, you know, even though they they may have hated the Yankees. So I think that it'll be interesting, um, uh, you know, an interesting story um, because. There's a lot of stuff that they get, you know, the A-Rod stuff, um, you know, his relationship with George Steinbrenner, you know, it just it may be his relationship with the Yankees towards the end, which sometimes seems somewhat strained. Mm-hmm. True. Contract. I don't know if they'll get into any of that. So it's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so that starts uh, this coming Monday night. The part one will premiere on uh, ESPN right after the Home Run Derby. Then part two will be next Thursday, the 21st. And then every, the following five Thursdays will be parts three through seven. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought ESPN always does a good job. I, 
you know, they've done good ones about my teams. Uh, they did, of course, um, Celtics versus Lakers, best of enemies. I thought that was great. Of course, once upon a time in Queens, which talked about the, which was a three, a four parter on the 86 Mets, which was pretty cool. Uh, Doc and Daryl, uh, Catholics versus convicts. Uh, they did a bunch of good ones involving my teams. So anyway, uh, yeah, looking forward to that, uh, premiering this coming Monday in ESPN. I don't know why I decided to bring that up. I just thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C Podfather. You can follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. G PTB. And of course, please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and wrestling. We do polls. We post the podcast. We just talk about little tidbits, start discussion, you know, things like that. So please do that. Please follow, of course, the place to be, uh, Fan page, you, if you want to hop on, let us know. We can get you in. Uh, of course, follow the Place to Be Nation page, the History of Wrestling page. Uh, get your uh, nominations in and get your ballot ready for the five-year, uh, I guess you could say, refurbishing of the 100 greatest WWE superstars of all time. So looking forward to that next year when we put it back on the website, the new composite list. Randy Savage was number one five years ago. Will he be number one again? Not sure. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend. Stay cool. Be near a pool if you can. It's supposed to be hot. And we'll talk to you next week. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. El Capitan. Oh, no, wait. Wrong show. Ciao.